Hello and welcome to Power Band Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name is Ray here and joining me this episode, as usual, it's Matthew Day Gillard. How you doing? Hey man, you're not bad. Uh, pretty good week myself. How about you? Oh, it's been a very, very eventful week. So usually we record these episodes on a Sunday, which is Sunday right now, but last week we uh, we got held up and we didn't get to record till, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday? Something like that. Uh, because I had car issues. Yeah. Yeah, the car that um, I was dubious about you buying came back to bite you, and uh, yeah, oh well, <laughs> it's all sorted now. The car that I bought for three grand cost me an additional three grand to take the engine out, fix all the oil seals, replace the clutch, and put the engine back in. Uh, so I've got to say a massive thank you to the uh, the guys down at Thompson uh, Automotive in Petone. They did a fantastic job. Uh, not a paid for uh, endorsement by any manner of means, but um, do they do bikes though? I haven't actually. Asked ask them yet but my bike my mt07 is actually sitting in their workshop right now because i picked up the car on friday and of course you can't ride and drive at the same time so the bike had to stay there and uh i meant to go but it's a station wagon surely you could have put the bike in the back of the boat well i meant to go i meant to go back on saturday morning with the trailer uh but one thing led to another and it never happened uh, and then I went to uh, to go and pick it up this afternoon, um, and I organised with the guys down there. And then uh, I got a message when I was halfway there saying, "Ah, oh, actually, we've just had a bit of a, uh, an accident, and we're not going to be there." Oh, so I hope that they're all good, and I hope there's no major uh, major damage. And go and see Thompson Automotive to get your uh, your car warranted or serviced or get some work done because they're good guys. Um, but back onto the subject of bikes, I have uh, apart from riding the bike to and from work uh, each day last. Last week, I have done bugger all as far as motorbikes go. Uh, apart from uh, now, we, we talked about the fact that I was getting a, I got a tail tidy and uh, LED indicator kit, right? Yep, yep, I remember. And uh, you had some kind of issue with it, didn't you? I had an issue. It's not an issue like everyone would have this issue. Uh, you put LEDs in replacement of incandescent uh, indicators, and the flashing rate doubles, if not triples. And I got to the point after I did front and rear indicators that the the indicators just look like a strobe light. Um, now, there's many, many internet stories about uh, different things that you can wire up and wiring extra resistors and all sorts of crap into your bike, which to me seemed a bit dodgy and a bit hard work. So I went and did a bit of a Google search and I found TST Industries. Uh, they're based out of the States. They are in Florida, Lake Helen, Florida. And they make plug-and-play, plug-in adjustable indicator flasher relays. So you can make them slower if you want it. With this piece of kit, I can take the ca- the casing off and I can put my little screwdriver in there and slow it right down to, to a couple of flashes a minute. Uh, I haven't actually tested to see how slow I can get it, uh, but I was well impressed, and it was the only item I could find that was a plug-and-play piece of kit to uh, to replace the factory relay and make my LED indicators work on the bike. So I want to give them a massive plug. Sorry, I was going to say, you'd think there'd be a lot more stuff, wouldn't you, um, out there, because the LED conversion's quite a popular mod these days. You would think there'd be a lot more, and there is, there's quite a few things out there, but I, this is the only thing I I found that was plug and play literally find the indicator relay on your bike unplug it plug this device in and go for a ride that was literally it so it arrived last week i uh i t- put took the side fairing off the bike uh i found the relay i unplugged it i plugged it back and i put the side fairing back on the bike and that's it 
it took me 20 minutes. I was I was well impressed. So go and Google TST Industries if you're after uh, one of these relays. They've got uh, handy YouTube videos on how to install as well. Uh, and um, it was probably the best $32.85, including freight I have ever spent on my bike. Uh, Matt, what have you been up to this week as far as your bike goes? Um, well, I've been looking at it a lot. Uh, <laughs> same old story. Um, but I've been sort of oh, just nose to the grindstone trying to update on throttle because I've been a bit slack the last few months. Um, so I've been really working hard on that. And um, I've been trying to book in a couple of more couple more test bikes um, to get me through to the end of the year with uh, the writing I do for Driven Magazines. So um, I think I'm all locked and loaded there. I've got grandparents sorted. Um, the guys at Kiwi Rider were uh, kind enough to invite me along to the New Zealand uh, GS Rally. Uh, in Mangafai later or beginning of next month. That looks like an epic ride as well. I uh, I, I got an invite to that myself, but there's no way I was going to make it. Um, so I'm a little bit jealous about the fact that you're uh, you, you're going along to that. Yeah, it's, it should be good. Um, it's a navigation ride, and I've never done anything remotely like a navigation ride before. Um, but um, old Pete at KR, um, the publisher, says, as long as you know how to follow instructions, you'll be fine. So... Um, yeah, we'll see how we go. <laughs> I, I saw Jock's, um, Jock's notes on uh, navigating that ride, and he had one of those uh, little uh, manual winders, and the notes were um, probably about nine metres long. Yeah, so that's, I believe, what's um, going to be on the bike I'm riding. So I'm going to be riding now Rosie the Rally all the way up there, um, stopping in at BMW HQ on the way and having a go with a couple of G310Rs. Uh, they got a modified G310R and a factory one, and they want me to do a comparison review. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, then, yeah, all the way up to Mangawai and, um, yeah, jumping on a G310GS with, I think, Midas tyres and um, one of those scrolly wheelie nine meters of uh, notes <laughs> uh, doodads on it to um, ride for the GS rally which will be very cool so more on that uh, when it happens yeah yeah definitely I'll be uh, doing my best to record an episode and I'm going to think I'm going to try and do something a bit different to the usual standing there and just blurting out my thoughts I'm going to try and be a bit more um, how we say more documentarian <laughs> for it to actually plan how I'm going to present this story and um, hopefully we'll be able to couple something together that isn't me standing on the side of the road going I'm at the GS rally and it's cool man that's cool yeah yeah Uh, so hopefully we'll have something better than that uh, for you guys to listen to Um, fingers crossed and yeah I'm going to try and do something similar for um, that rather special uh, Yamaha launch I've got coming up at the end of November as well I'm trying to work out how I'm going to manage to do that but um, yeah we'll see how these things all come out in the wash brilliant well speaking of BMWs we've got some news to do so let's do the news And BMW have revealed the GS Trophy machine. Yes, so BMW Motorrad have unveiled the bikes that will be running the, uh, I believe it's the 7th International GS Trophy, and that's going to be right here in New Zealand next February. Um, there are going to be, well, there's going to be 140 specially made F850 GSs. They're not using the Adventure model, which is uh, interesting. They've used the uh, GS Adventure, the big bike, uh, in previous years. Um, but it's actually a return to form. They um, originally started the International GS Trophy with the F800 back in the day. Um, so that's going to be quite interesting. Um, the bikes themselves are really trick. Um, 
So as you probably know, most manufacturers, BMW included, give you all sorts of things you can customize your bike with out of the factory. And man, the guys that are putting on the uh, International GS Trophy, they've um, they've gone to town. So starting off, they've got knobby tires on tubeless uh, cross bike rims, uh, which are nice and gold. I think they anodized gold. Um, you've got the electronic suspension um, kit for the F850. Um, what did BMW call it? They call it BMW's Dynamic Suspension Adjustment. Uh, they've also got DTC traction control gear shift assist um, with the Pro Quick Shifter. So I believe there's up and down Quick Shifter. Uh, they've also optioned the six and a half inch TFT screen uh, with full motor connectivity, and they've added the extra riding modes. So that means the F850 GSs get the riding modes that you would normally only get in the F850 GS Adventure. Um, so that's Dynamic, Enduro, and Enduro Pro, um, which will come in real handy for um, the GS Trophy, which is a competition. Um, other cool stuff they've done to the bikes, um, they've got special graphics with uh, New Zealand uh, proudly, uh, New, Zealand plow- uh, New Zealand proudly plastered on the Akapovic exhaust, um, as well as the New Zealand flag on the fairings. Um, and yeah, it's, <laughs> they're kind of, I want to say they're one of a kind, but there's 140 of the damn things. Um, they've also got a special um, pillion seat bag, uh, luggage rack, engine crash bars, uh, hand guards, um, headlight protector, and a few other fruity bits in there as well. Um, they look really, really trick, and I really want to ask BMW New Zealand if any of those bikes are going to get left here at the end of it all, because they're all getting shipped here from Germany as we speak. Um, but there is a catch going on here. So we've got a whole lot of countries coming to New Zealand to compete. Um, you've got Argentina, China, the USA, UK. Uh, there's an all-female team and some regional teams representing the Middle East, North Africa, and Southeast Asia. No word on if we're going to get a New Zealand team. And at this stage in the game, like February's how many months away? October, November, December, January. Four months out, I'm not going to hold my breath for a New Zealand team to rip us out of their own event, which is kind of a bit sad, really. Um, but, yeah, check out. Um, I've got a full gallery of photos and the full story online at onthrottle.co.nz. So go head along there, check it out click on all the photos and uh, yeah tell us what you think because it's a damn cool looking bike in my sounds opinion. great well moving into something a little more electronic harley davidson have had some issues with the live wire yeah um they've actually fixed them they um funny story everyone on the internet seemed to go up in arms i don't know if you've um, been having a look on facebook but it seems everyone that has anything to do with writing about motorcycles except me because i couldn't be bothered um jumped up in arms and were like oh harley's live wire it's all falling apart oh nobody's buying them ah! um which yeah it's kind of missing the point the, the live wire like yes so all right we'll start with the issue so the company halted production on um the delivery of the bikes for a wee while um, because there was a bit of a problem with one bike, um, just one, um, and it had something not working properly with its um, wall charger. So the Harley Livewire comes with two charging options. You can plug it into a direct, uh, a DC fast charger, which um, some Harley dealerships will have, or you see them on the side of the road outside the warehouse or whatever. Uh, And then you've got your standard plug it into the wall socket 
charger and one bike had an issue with that so harley completely shut down production on a live wire so they could work out what the problem was and fix it and make sure that it wouldn't happen on any of the other bikes. Which I reckon you've got to commend them for, right? I mean, they've, they've obviously got a high high standard for uh, making sure that what is essentially a first of its kind is is good and goes out with, you know, no recalls, no problems, no returns. Yeah, so, like, there are some people out there that have already bought live wires when Harley said... Um, just charge them at the Harley dealer on a fast charger. Don't plug them into the wall until we make sure this is all good. And they did. And now it's all fine. But the thing that was irking me, um, seeing all these stories on the net was everyone sort of kind of went, Oh, Harley shut down production. And then they immediately went to hammering Harley over the price of live wire. And the fact that because it's an electric motorbike, it's therefore targeted at youth buyers, um, which yeah, they're looking for a new market and they're trying to shake off their, uh, sort of 65 plus guys that have been riding Harleys for decades. Um, but they're missing the point with a live wire, like at its price point, like it's going to be over 40 grand when it lands here next year. Um, it's not priced to be an accessible motorcycle. It's a halo product. They knew from the outset that would not be selling huge numbers of them. Um, and it's kind of got me $40,000 for a bike. That is definitely not an entry level bike. Yeah. Um, and so when I went on the launch, because I was lucky enough to do that as well, um, they were saying that, so Livewire, it's the premium, it's the halo product. It is the be all and end all for Harley's electric bikes. But then they know that the price is a problem for it because it is a halo product. It's showing off all the tech, all the bling, all the way, that Harley's going to make electrification work. Um, so they're going to be bringing in multiple, I think there's four bikes in the pipeline coming in under the live wire that will be more affordable, um, less high performance, um, and cover different aspects of motorcycling. So until those bikes sort of come out, in Harley, like they've got like a little scooter concept, they've got a mountain bikey e-bike concepty thing. Um, they've got all sorts of concepts out there. Like once Harley brings these out and actually debuts them as production bikes or some concept bikes, um, like hammering on about how the live wire isn't actually selling to um, youth or millennial buyers, it's like it's kind of stupid and it really annoys me. Um, but yeah, well, it's great to see that Harley's brought the, like they took this right steps. So they weren't going to muck it all up by going, oh no, she'll be right. We'll uh, just do a quiet, soft recall. They just went, all right, cool. Let's just stop everything. And these bikes are made in the East coast of the US. I can't remember exactly where. Um, and yeah, it's like, cool. Let's stop everything. Get it sorted. Make sure all the owners bikes are good. Sweet. Cool. Done. Let's move on to get back to making them. Um, and like you said, like it's, we got to commend Harley for actually just doing a good job of this. Like, yeah, it's given them some bad press by people that um, don't really have a clue about what the live wire is actually about. Um, but hey, like, hands up for Harley. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Good, good on them for, I reckon, stopping the production line and making sure that uh, th- this problem was isolated to one bike and then fixing it i mean what what how 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 much worse would it have been if they didn't stop it and this problem popped up in fifty thousand bikes across the across the world it'd be a a whole lot worse it'd be like tester in their autopilot system or something and nobody wants that so um yeah i think yeah they've definitely gone about the right way 
Um, and like, yeah, they're a cautious company, um, and this is so big a departure from their normal stuff. And, you know, it's, it's proven to be a real non-issue. Well, good on them. And that about rounds off the news for this episode. And I've got an event that I'd like to uh, talk about. We've got, uh, it's a great event. It's an event that goes from the west coast of New Zealand all the way through to the east coast. And it raises money for a good cause. Of course, I'm talking about the Suzuki Woodville Lions Coast to Coast. The 27th running of this event is coming up on the 14th of December. Now, it's $20 to enter and it's cash only. And if you wear your high vis, you'll be in the running for some uh, some sweet as petrol vouchers as prizes uh, starts at Woodville on the west coast uh, around about parallel to Palmerston North give or take a bit uh, and it winds its way through generally through well when I did it it went through the Paihia Tour track uh, which is just south of the Manawatu Gorge which is no longer uh, and it goes all the way well when I did it it went all the way through to Akaido which is a really nice little uh, fishing beachy settlement on the east coast uh, around about parallel again with uh, with you know uh, Palmerston North, and it's a it's a whole lot of fun. It's not just your chrome plated cruisers. Uh, I've seen people on those Can Am trike spider things. I've seen people on sport bikes. In fact, I did see one person with his girlfriend on an R one. He had a tiny little girlfriend, uh, and he was a sizable chap, and she looked like his backpack. <laughs> I was going to say you'd have to be the size of a backpack to be willing to get on. The back of an R1, because there's not exactly a lot of real estate back there. No, there's not. Now, when I did this event, I was riding the cheeky wee, the plucky wee uh, 250 Inazuma from Suzuki. Um, and, and I've given that bike a fair bit of flack over the years. Uh, but uh, as an example of, of take anything to this ride, uh, that's what I was riding to up. Um, did it with a mate of ours, Mike, who came on that Taranaki trip with us. He was on his CBR 1000. Uh, and another mate of ours, Ben, who was on... A, uh, and you'll probably know the bike better than I do, I do a, uh, a VTEC Honda of some description. Yeah, it was a VFR 800. There you go. Yeah, I, um, I remember him telling me all about this bike and giving me, oh, yeah, we'll go for a ride sometime, we'll go for a ride sometime, and it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went and uh, got himself a DRZ. And then he's, I think he's gotten rid of that, and now he is a GN250 fanboy, or a GN125 fanboy. He really likes his GNs. But uh, I think he used it to get his missus into riding, so you got to commend him for that. Good work. So, yeah, the uh, 27th annual Suzuki Woodville Lions Coast to Coast, happening on the 14th of December. Put it in your calendar now, because uh, I don't know about you, Matt, but my week between now and Christmas are very, very quickly filling up. Oh, I don't even, I think I might have one free weekend um, at this stage. I need to double check the wall calendar in the kitchen, but uh, yeah, that, I don't have that much, <laughs> much downtime left. It's just full on. It's crazy. And then it's going to go like this all the way through to February. So come around March, we should have some time to breathe again. You will. I've got, I think, two weeks of March to breathe and then uh, all hell breaks loose uh, with baby number two arriving. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll relish those two weekends. <laughs> yeah, good on you. I don't envy you with baby number two. Hey, also, coming up before the end of the year, and I think it might even be on the same weekend or around about the same time as the uh, the GS Rally, uh, we've got, is it Eichma coming up? Yes, the Eichma Motor Show. Um, I think there might even be Intermot going this year, which is the uh, German version. Um, but Eichma is held pretty much every year in Milan, I think, off the top of my head. It's 
in Italy. Um, and basically, if a bike manufacturer is going to show off any new tech, it debuts at Eichner. Um, so I actually haven't heard any rumors or anything, haven't had any inclination as to what this year's sort of theme is going to be because right, a few years ago it was Compact Adventure. So that was the CRF250L Rally, the Versys X300, the G310GS, they all sort of debuted at the same time. Then you had sort of your mid-size adventure bikes last year. Um, so that was your KTM 790s and the uh, Yamaha Tenere 700. Um, I think uh, Triumph also updated the Tiger 800s as well. So it was sort of the mid-size adventure bikes. What's going on this year? I don't actually know. Um, it could be anything. We could be seeing the manufacturers focusing in on uh, large adventure bikes again. But I think the large adventure bikes time is sort of coming to an end. Sort of everyone's starting to realize that they're great for touring and long distances. But if you want to do actually any real adventure riding on them, they're utterly, utterly too big. So, um, yeah, I'm wondering if we might be seeing a revival in sort of, say, the superbikes um, getting a look in. Because I think... What we've seen, the updated R1 debut uh, this year, so we might be seeing maybe a new updated GSX-R1000. Uh, it's been a couple of years since I've done anything to that. Uh, we could be seeing a, whew, a new, oh no, we've seen a new Fireblade already, haven't we, quite recently. So yeah, um, who knows, it's going to be really cool. I'll be um, checking my emails and everything, looking for all the press releases going on, all the press websites to try and uh, clue in <laughs> and find out what's going on, because it should be good. Well, it's always good. So the places to check out uh, all the latest, uh, especially when these events are happening, is uh, going to be uh, facebook.com forward slash Podcast, facebook.com forward slash onthrottlenz, and onthrottle dot co dot nz not to mention our friends over at kiwi rider kiwi rider mm, kiwi rider dot co dot nz magazine comes out every two weeks uh, generally speaking sometimes it's a three-week stretch which uh, can be a long time between drinks um, but thank you very much uh, man for joining us on throttle.co.nz get on there and uh, click a few stories have a bit of a read uh, and do check out the latest edition of kiwi rider magazine which came out last week lots of good stuff in there yeah and don't forget to um when you're checking out Kiwi Rider Magazine because we all love those guys um, hit, the, hit subscribe um, all you have to do is enter your email address and whenever a new magazine comes out they'll send it directly to you via email so you don't have to go looking for it it just appears and you can sit there and read it on your phone or your tablet or your computer um, no, it's it's good stuff and it's just so easy you don't have to go to the shops and buy it and it's absolutely free yeah I think the best thing I like about um, the way KR does the magazine is you don't have to go out to the letterbox um, to pick up your magazine it's just there in your hand it appears out of nowhere and you got it and you can have a full read and you don't even have to get out of bed if it arrives when you've gone to bed it's great maybe I'm getting old <laughs> just thinking <laughs> if that's what my uh, highlights of the magazine are don't have to get out of bed well there you go <laughs> you got to have your priorities in life don't you that pretty much wraps us up for another episode but please do hit that like and that subscribe button and share this with a mate of yours everyone's got writing buddies and uh, well the only way that we can share this podcast with people is word of mouth so please do hit that subscribe button tag your mates do whatever you need to do and if you want to give us some feedback good, bad or indifferent you can leave a comment on this uh, episode wherever you're listening to it or jump on facebook.com forward slash powerbandpodcast finally you can email us powerbandpodcast at gmail.com pretty simple really uh, otherwise I've been Ray I've been Matt get the rubber side down throttle on and we'll catch you in seven days time we'll be right back.